It's a new day. Yes, it is. Wakey, wakey. Time to get up. Good morning, citizens. Up and at them. Fresh and shine. This is your wake-up call, people. Come on, the coffee's on. We're going to get you guys circulating on Christian radio. I understand young people. I know what's hip. I know what's on. I know what's lit. I know what's fleet. I'm a nerd, and uh, I'm pretty proud of it. Rise and shine, nerds. Welcome to episode 410 of the Back Row Morning Show, part of the Love Thy Nerd Podcast Network and the official exclusive morning show for LTN Radio. I'm Radio Matt, the station manager and chief radio nerd. I'm 18 years saved, 16 years married, 11 years recovered, 7 years a father, and 36 years a nerd. And I'm Mo. A lot of things wrapped up in one small but loud package. Your very own casserole of a co-host doing my best to bring the best. But one thing I'm not is good at math. Today on the show, things we nerded out about as kids. Ooh, also on the show today, talk about getting dumped on. But first, today is... (laughs) 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 But first, today is Monday, October 25th, 2021, and we got some holidays to celebrate. We got a lot of holidays A lot of days. A lot of days. It is National Greasy Foods Day. Yeah. What's your favorite greasy food? Uh, you know, that's a hard question. Oh, no, not for me. Okay, what's yours? Pizza. Mm, yeah, I mean, pizza's great. And if we're talking about, like, meal, then sure. But there oh. are a lot of greasy side yeah. dishes See, that I like a lot. Did I just screw it up for you? Why'd you do that? Honestly, I, was, I think my favorite greasy food is potato skins. Oh, yeah, not, I love not for me. some potato skins. No, you know why? I like potato skins a whole lot. But, like, on a scale of one to ten, nine restaurants are going to get them wrong. True. And so that makes me not like And now most skins. restaurants, you can't even find them anymore. Yeah. They've become, so, they've become a rarity as an app, which makes me sad. Yeah, that is true. Uh, you know, fried Oreos, they're pretty greasy. <laughs> they are pretty greasy. And pretty they're good. pretty good. Pretty delicious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it's also National I Care About You Day. Yep. Yeah. Hey, tell, tell somebody. Hey, guys. I care about you. <laughs> I care about you, Matt. Thanks. Uh, it's also World Pasta Day. I care about that. Ooh, always caring about the pasta. Mm. Mm. <laughs> the hardest thing about a keto diet for me is no pasta yeah, or very little of the carbonata style pasta (laughs) where you can have like a teeny little bird's nest of pasta about that big. That is literally one bite. (laughs) Like two. Yeah. You spread it out with a piece of chicken in each of them. It's two bites of chicken Alfredo. You can say. (laughs) Nope. It's like. I can pick it up with my hand and eat it like a sushi roll. Perfect bite size uh, of pasta. Yeah. Uh, it, it's also sourest day. I'm not exactly sure what this means. It's literally uh, celebrating like sour foods, sour candies, okay. like the taste of but sour. But see, I didn't see. I'm glad that you said the taste of sour because, you know, I've got a kid that's pretty sour all the time. Too, so <laughs> could very well. Be I don't want to celebrate that behavior. Exactly. <laughs> I don't need a day set aside for behavior that I'm trying to nip. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and lastly, it's National Nipping Mother in, in Law. Hey, Sorry. seriously? I had to make that. The, what was his name on the show? Andy Griffith know. Show? I don't know. Gomer. Is that his name? Gomer Pyle? 
Yeah. 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 Gomer Pyle. Yeah. Nip it in the bud. Sorry. Go ahead. Nip it. Are we done? <laughs> yeah. Can I end with our final? I can. Yes. Holiday. Sorry. You can. We can. I can. You can. Us together. <laughs> uh, it's National Mother-in-Law Day. <sighs> yep. Mm-hmm. Which I didn't know was a thing. I didn't know it was a thing either. Honestly. Nope. So listen here. I know mother-in-laws, your relationship with your mother-in-law can be kind of difficult, can be kind of strained at times, but regardless of where you stand, if you have a mother-in-law, regardless of where you stand with her, send her a text, give her a call, let her know that today's her day and (laughs) you at least kind of like her. (laughs) You at least like the person that she produced. And that you right. have to remain married to for the rest of your life. Because <laughs> some of us don't have our mother-in-laws anymore. Yeah. Both Mo and I share that in, share a lot of things in common, but yeah. we also share that in common now. We mm-hmm. both lost our mother-in-laws, and we both really liked our mother-in-laws. Our mother-in-laws were amazing people. A rarity. Yeah. Uh, it feels like. I mean, minus the fact that they produced their children. Mm-hmm. They were also just really, really awesome people mm-hmm. all around. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for Matt and I, since we can't, you guys suck it up. Okay? And love your dang mother-in-law That's right. Today. <laughs> I actually told somebody that at work the other day. She was like, I can't stand my mother-in-law. And I was like, you know, I get it. It's hard. But she did at least produce your husband. And that was kind of a good thing, right? <laughs> so at least thank her for that. <laughs> uh, well, how's your week been, Mo? Uh, it's been good. I mean, how did LTN Con go at your house? Oh, LTN, LTN, LTN Con. L- LTN Con. LTN Con went really well. It was fun because I really honed in on all the breakout sessions and they were so good Uh uh-huh listening to all the speakers like they were great last year too but like this year just felt even a step further just so dang good i enjoyed it i enjoyed it and then watching everybody in the house you know all of our people well some of our people and then their people um in the house playing games and i was like me so jealous right I be so there. freaking jealous uh-huh. seeing oriole and rogar and silver up in there yeah. with all the founders and just having a blast uh-huh that was man yep green-eyed monster territory right there yeah. really wanted to be there yeah i really uh, but i'm i'm determined if we're doing an in-person con this year next year i'm being there i shall be there i don't care where it is i'm going I will say Cannon, my middle child, asked Topher, the oldest, and Topher is very heavily in the LTN community mm-hmm. at this point. Um, Cannon asked him when he realized there were there was a house full of people together. Cannon was like, why aren't you there? And Topher was like, well, I'm not like one of those people yet. <laughs> and Cannon was like, what do you mean you're not one of those people? And Topher was like, I mean... I have my group of LTN people, but I'm not one of the big people. (laughs) (laughs) But then he said, but Oriole's there. And Oriole is one of my people. (laughs) (laughs) It just made me chuckle. Yeah. Made me chuckle. 
He, yeah, he, I mean, he could be, he could have been there. They'd have let him in the door. Let I'm him sure. in the door. They would have been like, uh, who are you? I'm Toffee. Oh, okay. <laughs> come in, come in. Yeah, Lark, Lark is big enough that she has fans. Uh, you know, I Lark, did see Lark that. Lark got some fan art. I saw that. And a meet and greet. I know. Kind of out of nowhere. That was kind of, <laughs> it made me a little bit jealous. Like, we live in the same state, just mere hours from Silver, and we haven't met her yet. Right. And she hasn't met us. Like, we need to make things happen. But anyway, it, it, LTN Con was phenomenal. If you missed out, I mean, there's a lot that you, we just can't give you uh, back at this point. There, you know, well, there's yeah. a lot you just missed out on. But uh, the awesome breakout session speakers uh, and everything like that, and several clips, uh, all of those have and are making their way to YouTube. Uh, as of today, I believe all the speakers are supposed to be on YouTube. Uh, they said this coming Monday, they'll all be there. So go check out youtube.com slash love thy nerd, and you can see uh, what they've got up there. If they're not all up yet, they should be up hopefully by the end of today. Um, but yeah, they're, they're definitely worth the watch. Fantastic stuff. Mm-hmm. A lot of people watching. I, I know that they had several more registered this year than last year. They gave away so many games. The setup was fantastic. Uh, they just they did a great job. And uh, I'm very proud of what they put together. Yeah. And uh, proud to be a part of it. So mm-hmm. that's cool. Mm-hmm. We got to give away another uh, set of Sunday School Answers. Uh, I didn't really, you know, I just gave them the pack and said, give this away at some point. Uh, so we kind of announced it that they were going to give it away during the sessions on Twitch. And they actually gave it away during the fellowship night uh, to one of the, the donors. Yeah. Uh, so if anyone was out there waiting for that to show up and it never did, sorry. Our bad. <laughs> but, Our bad. <laughs> But uh, some of cool did win it, so it, it, it did go out there. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, last week we uh, gave away a copy to uh, Baxter Toots. Baxter Toots won our giveaway last week when we recorded here, so mm-hmm. we got to give away two sets, so it was very fun. It's always fun to yeah. give away things. <laughs> give it away, give it away, give it away now. <laughs> what? Uh, you have a song for everything. I do. <laughs> I live my life in a musical. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it was fantastic. So you know, check out those uh, videos for sure. And we're going to play them on the uh, radio station at some point, too. I don't know exactly what that's going to look like, uh, but uh, we'll have it at some point. It'll be. Anything else you want to talk about from this past week? You know, Not, I mean, I feel like I just died after LTN Con and didn't accomplish much of anything the rest of the week. I, I, <laughs> I mean, I accomplished a lot, but man. I ain't got nothing to talk about. <laughs> Sorry for you. Nothing I want to say. <laughs> nothing. Nothing nobody needs to hear. I'm just kidding. Well, I mean, do you want to you wanna share the follow-up to your story from last week? Last what? week you talked about the, the, the students' contest of being quiet during the... Oh, oh. <laughs> Yes, yes. And you ranted a bit. Uh, I did rant a bit, yes. And then, um, you know, I I said how the coach and I stood there after we realized what exactly was happening and going down. We stood there for the following lunch days with our arms crossed, kind of up against the wall, just just watching, knowing. Just for a recap, there, uh, you led... 
you and the coach led one one group of students, and there was another group of people that led another group of students, and it was basically a who can behave the fat the best during lunch. It's four classes. Okay. And so we each have a class that we are assigned to. Okay, got you. Uh-huh. And so, and y'all were getting points, and you assumed all along that it was like the assistant principal or somebody that was giving these points exactly. out. Exactly. And then when you noticed on one day that uh, yours and this coach's team had been super quiet and not made any noise, mm-hmm. but a team that had not been as good uh-huh. got more points, Yeah, you went up and asked, and they said, oh, we don't give those out. It's the teacher that got all the points that gives uh-huh, it out. Yeah. Right. So that's mm-hmm. how it ended. And so yeah. y'all were upset about it. We were very upset. And we silently, but very obviously protested the whole thing. <laughs> um, because leading up until this point, we would walk up and down our table and you know, encourage our kids, hey, shh, be quiet, be quiet, mm-hmm. bring your voice down, listen to how loud they're being, we can be so much quieter, you know. <laughs> um, and then once we realized what was happening, we stood with our arms crossed up against the wall and just let our kids do whatever, whatever they so desired <laughs> <laughs> and said nothing about it. Um, and yet still our classes were the quietest and most well-behaved go figure. Um, but come to find out my class ended up winning for the week anyway. So, you know, my rant and my silent protest was kind of all for nothing, except for the fact that I do feel like now they at least know, like I'm on to you and it's malarkey. Just so we're clear. This shall not stand. And I I am even telling the students that it's malarkey. I've gotten to the point where I'm like, listen, guys, you did great. Don't trust anybody. Yeah. You did awesome today. <laughs> if the points don't reflect it, just know that it's not fair. And life isn't fair. And that's kids. just how it's going to be D-T-A. sometimes. D-T-A. Don't trust anybody. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and so I, I also didn't tell you this, but... Um, my class that I have, that I'm in charge of, it's Brindy's class, which okay, is... Okay, yeah, our friend. Yeah. Um, and so she also is super competitive. Very, very competitive. Yeah. And so when she caught on to what was happening, oh, between the two of us, we're like, we're momming all of these kids. And we're like, it is all right, guys. It's all right. Listen... This class was top dog before top dog even became a thing. Okay. (laughs) Students and teachers would walk down the hallway and be like, you guys are so good. Wow. What a great second grade class. You're so well behaved. (laughs) So before the stupid yellow bone made its way to the doors and the windows of every classroom, y'all were already getting praise. So just remember that. (laughs) Boom. Boom. But they they have the little yellow bone hanging from their door currently. So... (laughs) Uh, All right, let's take a break here. When we come back, this poor guy. Oh, man. Stick around. Welcome to Two Minute Fandom. I'm Radio Matt, and today we're going to learn all about the most famous Green Lantern, Hal Jordan, in about two minutes. Take a deep breath. Here we go. Hal Jordan, also known as Green Lantern, is a superhero publishing comic books from DC Comics since his creation in 1959 by writer John Broom and artist Gil Kane for Showcase No. 22. He was a reinvention of the original Green Lantern character, Alan Scott. A former combat pilot, Hal worked for Ferris Aircraft as a test pilot. Hal was given a ring after discovering a crashed ship and a dying alien named Abin Sur. Hal became the first human to be inducted into the Green Lantern Corps, an intergalactic space force that protected the universe divided into sectors. The ring gives him the ability to fly, to create solid light projections with his mind, and more, and it's powered by the willpower, 
Uranus from the universe. The ring gets its charge from his personal power battery, known as a lantern, which in turn is charged by the central power battery located on the planet Oa in the center of the universe, home to the guardians of the universe, a race of nearly immortal short blue creatures who oversee the core. He spent years protecting Sector 2814, home to Earth and many other planets. He even had a long stint partnering up with Green Arrow. But during the Reign of Superman series, which occurred after the death of Superman, Jordan was traumatized by the destruction of his hometown, Coast City, and its seven million inhabitants at the hands of an alien villain named Mongol. In his grief, he attempted to recreate Coast City using his power ring, only to be brought back to Oa to be chastised for using the ring for personal gain. Hal lost control, attacked Oa, absorbed the full power of the central power battery, and badly hurt many of his fellow lanterns. He then renounced his membership in the core and renamed himself Parallax. Parallax Hal would become a key villain for many years, even trying to erase all existence and rewrite it himself. Despite his villainous ways, he has a brief moment of redemption when he sacrifices himself to reignite the sun and save the solar system. After his death, he is chosen to become the new host of the Spectre, God's Hand of Vengeance, whose main purpose is to take the lives of those guilty of taking the lives of others. Eventually, the threat of Parallax returning was hinted at, and in the Green Lantern Rebirth series, we found out that Hal was never Parallax. Parallax was the entity of fear that had been imprisoned in the Green Lantern power battery. Fear is represented by the color yellow, which explains why Green Lantern rings were often powerless against things that were yellow. Parallax took control of Hal after Hal's traumatic experience that overcame him with fear for the first time by literally crawling through his ring. Hal, granted new life to fight this beast, was also granted his position in the core back and cleared of all charges, though gaining back the trust he lost would take a while. Hal would go on to battle with and against a whole emotional spectrum of lanterns and once again earn the title, The Greatest Green Lantern. During the late 2000s and early 2010s, Hal Jordan was one of the most popular DC characters going. However, Jeff Johns ending his 10-year run with the character, combined with the poor reception of his big screen debut by Ryan Reynolds, Green Lantern has shifted lately to being the low man on the Justice League totem pole. But even if he never reaches his former height of popularity again, in brightest day and in blackest night, no evil shall escape his sight. I'm Radio Matt, and this has been Two Minute Fandom. Welcome back to the Back Row Morning Show. I'm Radio Matt. And I'm Mo. And we've changed some things up for this new season, including what we record live on Twitch. Each week we record our shows live on Friday or Saturday before they go live on the morning show on the radio. I don't know what I'm saying. I've messed up this entire intro. Are you we okay? record our shows live on Twitch the Friday or Saturday before they air on the radio station with a whole bunch of our buddies. Go follow us on twitch.tv slash LTN on air to be notified when we go live and join our Discord at backrowdiscord.com for after the show discussion, even opportunities to be on the show yourself. Now, before we go any further, it's time for most fact of the day. According to America's National Pasta Association, which is a thing, the it's hard to, pasta association. Pasta <laughs> association. Yep. Uh, there are over 600 different pasta shapes. Yeah, yeah. So I feel like I heard that recently too. What? Yeah. Of how many pasta shapes there were, and I and I remember thinking, how? <laughs> Whatever. How many different shapes could there possibly be? Like how, I can't, I can't think of more than twelve. So <laughs> I will say one of the more fun things to do when just touristing around Italy while we were there was to go in the little shops, and they have pasta, like just bags of pasta, different colors, different shapes, just hanging everywhere. Yeah, and you just find all the different shapes. Now, granted, there are quite a few that are super inappropriate. So, they do sell those kind of bags. <laughs> the ones <laughs> shaped like genitalia? Exactly. I've seen those. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, the very first time that I saw it, I was like, hey, that's cool. Wait. Wait. Is that what I think it is? <laughs> and Chris is like, yes, it absolutely is. That is exactly what that is. <laughs> 
Um, but they do have other, uh, what is the word I'm looking for? Anyway. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, they have awesome. like cars and motorcycles. <laughs> no, I was thinking, I feel like it starts with an M, but I can't think of the word right now. So it doesn't matter. Somebody out there is on the same wavelength as me and they know what I'm. Moles? Nope. Mm-mm. No. Nope. You know what? I'll probably remember on Wednesday and just shout it out in the middle of, of our morning. So y'all be listening for that. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, now it's over to our weird news desk. Yeah. So, hey, remember we talked about that Banksy, the one that was sold uh, uh, yeah. and then immediately like destroyed because mm-hmm. he had built in a shredder that, mm-hmm. that the art house didn't know about? Mm-hmm. Well, that, and it originally sold for, uh, let's see. Oh, where did it go? I had it right here. Okay, it went for uh, 22... Oh, dang it. No, I'm sorry. (laughs) There's so many different numbers in here. All right. Love in the Bin made history with its creation mid-auction in 2018. The original piece, uh, an image of a girl holding a balloon that was aptly titled Girl with Balloon, and it garnered a $1.4 million auction. Uh, And the crowd was shocked when the shredder built within the frame activated as soon as the sale was complete partly shredding the piece. It went like halfway down. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, it was an unforgettable moment in the art world. And that piece, half shredded, just sold for $25.4 million. An uptick of $24 million from the last sale of it, uh, which is a record for the artist. So this is the highest selling Banksy piece ever. Well, yeah, because he's only done two. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, he hasn't done many that are like in museums. Most of them are street art. Yeah. You know? So this uh, this was interesting. This was interesting. Mm-hmm. That's, a, that's a big jump from the original. But it's like destroying it, of course, made it more valuable. Of course. <laughs> when I feel like the idea was it was supposed to be less. I don't know. Anyway, Who knows? Anyway. Yeah. Next mm-hmm. up, this poor guy. Uh-oh. Plane drops sewage <gasps> on a Windsor man in his garden. Oh. <laughs> a man in his garden were, spl- this is quote, splattered in a, vari- a very unpleasant way, unquote, when human waste was dropped from a plane. Uh, council meeting has heard. Speaking uh, to the Royal Bur- Borough of Windsor and Maidenhead's Aviation Forum, Councillor Karen Davies said she was horrified to hear the incident. She explained how this whole garden and garden umbrellas and him were all covered. The dumping happened fairly centrally to Windsor in mid-July. Plain toilets store sewage in septical tanks. Special tanks, not septical tanks. <laughs> Special, I was expecting it to say septic tanks. <laughs> nope. And I combined them. Uh, but their contents are normally disposed of once the plane has landed. Uh, the counselor for Kluwer East told the meeting that she was, uh, was contacted by a consultant about the dreadful episode. Uh, I know a number of incidents happen every year with frozen sewage from planes, but this wasn't frozen. And this whole garden was splattered in a very unpleasant way. He was out in his garden at the time, so a really horrible, horrible experience. Uh, Everybody's just (laughs) avoiding the word poop here, but, I mean, that's what it is. 
the counselor said this was a one in a billion chance. Suggested that warm weather meant the excrement could have come out as a in a more as a more fluidy item instead of a frozen item. Fluidy was the word they chose. <laughs> Is fluidy even a word? I don't feel like fluidy is a word. But I mean, what a shame. Just what a gross shame. So Oriole makes two very good points. He says, number one, free fertilizer. (laughs) Duh, he's out in his garden. I mean, thanks. And two, at least it didn't hit the fan. That's fine. Yeah, that's a fact. Uh, all right, and our last one. So every now and then, there comes a story from the science world where they're, they're, we're, getting re- we're getting a little bit religious here, where they come out with a theory that sounds so much like creation, yet the theory is completely opposite of the creation or biblical account. One of the one of the ones I remember from I think it was 2008, the Weather Channel put together this whole presentation about how uh they they uh they think that at one point the world was subjected to a hypercane that flooded most of the world. Okay. And that's how a lot of these continents moved, but refused to talk about how, yeah, the Bible said this and has said it for years, that there was a giant flood for the entire earth that moved all the continents and shifted everything around. I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, that, oh. they don't push it <laughs> because for exactly the same reason. So here's the news story. I feel like I would have heard about this in history class. Harvard, Harvard scientists suggest that our universe was created in a laboratory. A Harvard scientist has an interesting theory as to how our universe was created in a laboratory by a higher class of life form. Amy Loeb, best-selling author and former chair of Harvard's astronomy department, penned an op-ed in Scientific American this week, positing that the universe could have been formed in a lab by an advanced technological civilization. If true, he said the origin would unify the religious idea of a creator with the secular idea of quantum gravity. So essentially... They go through this entire list here of of how our universe and Earth appear to have been put in place very specifically to, uh, you know, for us all to exist and life to exist and all this uh, and the way we interact with different areas and how pretty much everything, every distance, every heat source, every spin and axis in this whole universe, if only one of these things was out of line, then we wouldn't be able to be living on this earth for so long. And yeah, duh. Yes. (laughs) It's what we've been saying forever. But instead of it being God, it's got to be aliens. We got a higher form of life, aliens out there that created us, men in black style. And we are hanging inside of a, a dongle on a cat's necklace. Come on, guys. Come on. Okay. I'm sorry. I get amped up about this stuff. Like, they're trying so hard to not make it biblically accurate. <laughs> Like, okay, look, all your stuff does seem to check out, but we don't want to. That's, that's their theory. So. 
So <laughs> I I gotta say that I do at least like the idea of creator aliens more than like gonna destroy you and eat you alive aliens. Well, maybe they're raising us like a farm to eat us. <laughs> that was disgusting. That was awful. That is the worst <laughs> visual I think I've ever. <laughs> There's your new like alien our, uh, movie. Why that? Why? <laughs> There's your new alien movie. Human right farm. There. <laughs> Good grief. Hey, Man. maybe, maybe, maybe this, they set this whole evolution thing in motion and eventually we're going to hit the level where we're really delicious. And that's why every now and then somebody does get abducted for real because they're taste testing. Did they, have they made it yet? <laughs> Are they ripe yet? <laughs> Stop. That, wow. Science fiction. Come on. You're so You gotta gross. love it. It's Halloween. So gross. So, so weird. So extra. So extra. You're so extra all the time. Uh, all right, let's take another quick break. Uh, when we come back, things we nerded out about as kids. Stick around. Hey everyone, I'm Kip Wilkinson, and this is Reviews of the Nerds. Today I'm reviewing The Walking Dead Omnibus Volume 1 by Robert Kirkman. Rick Grimes awakens suddenly to find himself lying in a hospital bed. He staggers to his feet and makes his way out of the room, looking for someone to help him. He finds the hospital eerily abandoned. Glass shards lay on the floor, long dark streaks of what appear to be blood stain the walls. He turns a corner and finds the cafeteria boarded up with the words dead inside spray painted over the doors. He begins to carefully approach, steadying his breathing, avoiding the debris on the floor, desperately trying not to make a sound as he BOOM! Something slams against the doors, the boards creak against the weight, black decaying hands reach out from the gap between the swinging doors, clawing at the air. As Rick escapes the hospital, he discovers a changed world. An epidemic has overtaken all of creation, causing the dead to rise and eat the living. Society has collapsed, and in a world ruled by the dead, the survivors are forced to finally start living. Like most people, I discovered The Walking Dead by watching the TV show. But last year, I decided to pick up the comics and give them a shot. I was quickly swept away. Kirkman has some of the most emotional and jaw-dropping writing I've seen in comics. Let me just say that the show is nothing like the comics. I remember feeling so much dread and despair while watching the show. The message seemed to be that life was pointless and hopeless. But when I read the comic books, the message was the exact opposite, especially at the end. There is an ever-present promise in The Walking Dead that there is always hope, there is always a beacon of light shining in the darkness, and that there is nothing greater than caring for those you love. I give this omnibus a 9 out of 10. I'm Kip Wilkinson, and remember, you can cosplay all year round, not just on Halloween.
Welcome back to the Back Row Morning Show. I'm Radio Matt. And I'm Mo. And hey, are you following us on all the socials? We're on Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok. Just search for at the Back Row LTN and connect with us. This week, we're talking all about nostalgia. Now, before we jump into our discussion, we got a quick update on Sunday School Answers. Uh, so, a bit of a bummer update first. After I worked so hard on the Christmas edition, <laughs> our supplier is out of our boxes until at least mid-November. Just one of the many supply chain issues the world is dealing with. And since these are pre are printed to order, you'd need to order as soon as the boxes are in stock again in order to have a couple weeks before Christmas. Best case scenario. So for many of you, it might be next Christmas before you get to enjoy our Christmas edition. And we're very sorry about that. However, because of that, we are bumping up our release schedule for the rest of this year's expansions and boosters. So on sale uh, two weeks early this Friday is the Jabroni deck, a deck done in collaboration with John Berkey of the Two Words podcast, 50 new cards focused on pro wrestling. Uh, and then in November, we will be releasing our Back Row Baptist expansion, Southern Baptist Church-inspired cars, cards taken from the Back Row Baptist Twitter account. And we will be releasing our first widely available booster pack, which is what many of our new releases will be moving forward, the 90s pack. And speaking of the 90s... This week, Nintendo has launched its Nintendo 64 Switch Online and Sega Genesis Switch Online service. Sega! <laughs> Sega! <laughs> uh, along the same lines as the NES Online and the Super Nintendo Online service, uh, where you're able to play an array of classic console games via a single app on your Switch device. And it has sent many of us spiraling down into a rabbit hole of nostalgia. Games like Super Mario 64, Legend of Zelda, Ocarina of Time, Time, Mario Kart 64, and Star Fox 64. Star Fox! How can we not? That was right? my fave. And after a few weeks of uh, tougher topics, this week we're, we're mostly going to just have some fun. And today, I want to talk about some of our nostalgia memories from the 90s, and, and why not start with Nintendo 64? Yeah, why not? So, you just you just mentioned Star yeah, Fox is your fave. that was fave. my favorite. Explain. It's, honestly, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Explain um, yourself. It probably could have been. It, I'm sure that it had a lot to do with the Rumble Pack. The yeah, Rumble Pack made it the game. Dope. Yeah. It, and even today, where they've built in like the the Rumble stuff in most controllers yeah. now, it's not the it's same. It's not the same. Not the it's same really as the not. Rumble Pack. Um, so the Rumble Pack in Star Fox just. I feel like you didn't even need a rumble pack for any of the other games. It was right. That was, that was really just, <laughs> that was Fox. the main use. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> so that paired with the fact that my mom was very stingy on allowing us to play Mario 64. Um, we, we were not allowed to play it if it was her time to play. Oh, that right. Was, I forgot. She was addicted to that game. That was her game. And she had the one thing that she said, if you touch this file, you will die. You will die. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I think those two things paired together probably just made for my huge, massive love of Star Fox. Mm. Because it's not really a game that I would otherwise enjoy. Right. And uh, honestly, it's it's an outlier for me, too, as also one of my favorites, but not really any other games in that kind of genre. Yeah. Um, I didn't like the fact that you couldn't really save your progress. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> like, if you're sitting down, you got to start over. Yeah. But, but. I remember like the first time in that first level where I f where I unlocked the 
follow me fox through the waterfall instead yes. of following the main track yes. and i'm like what is happening here <laughs> this is the coolest thing this ever <laughs> you can get to other levels other stages like that was my first real experience with like you know secret exits on stages that yeah. i remember aside from like you know like the warp pipes i guess in super mario but, yeah but, but then you purposely went searching for Secret hidden right. exits in this, every other this game one wasn't after that. This one wasn't just a make sure you jump in this one spot. Like yeah. you had to do a t specific task. Like I'm thinking that one, you had to both save Falco from getting shot down and glide underneath all five of those arches in the sea. Yeah. And then once you got through all five of them, Falco would say, Hey, I got him over here, Fox. Follow me. And then he'd take you off in the other direction. And you'd fight a whole different boss and go to a whole different world after you won. And I'm just like, this is this is the coolest thing that's ever happened to me. Yeah. <laughs> in yeah. that moment, anyway. Yeah. yeah. Star Fox is good. Mm -hmm. uh, Mario 64, I mean, oh, I was really just a brilliant game. It changed the game. Mm -hmm. yeah, it changed it up. I and, really did. And yeah. it had... Oh. It had potential to be an awful game because it's the first venture, you know, into 3D games like this. Yeah. The first real adventure of a platformer into a 3D game. It had all the chance in the world to be garbage. And it was so good. It has been ported to everything since. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, I really liked the port onto the Nintendo DS because they added... Uh, the ability to play as Luigi and Wario and Yoshi and all of those had, uh, they added stars that were like specifically unlocked by using each of those different characters. Oh, I didn't know that. Task. I didn't know that. And they added a bunch of mini games to that as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was really fun. Uh, and then they've recently released it on the 3D All-Stars, uh, which now kind of explains why they only sold it for a short amount of time because now they're putting one of the games on it. On the Switch surface. <laughs> um, but yeah, I remember when I was a kid, I would play that um, listening listening to one CD only. And it was uh, Fresh Prince and DJ Jazzy Jeff's Home Base. Oh my goodness. <laughs> it's the one that had his remake of Summertime on it. Summer, summer, uh, summertime. A really, really bad song that my mom did not know. was. It's the only song he cussed on. But it was it was about getting in an accident with a white woman, an old white woman, and it and the the, the driving Miss Daisy. The, yeah, I mean he mentioned that in the song. That's a lyric, yes. Mm -hmm. uh, but the the hook, the the chorus was, "You saw my blinker, B. <laughs> you saw my blinker, B. That's how that ended. And uh, yeah, I just so anytime I'm playing Super Mario sixty four, I can't help but hear summer, summer, summer. Oh man. Uh Goldeneye. Did you play Goldeneye? I did not. My dad did. Your dad was in the Goldeneye? Yeah. Goldeneye was fun because it was the first like truly multiplayer game that I would play. Like you had your Mortal Kombat's and stuff on the Super NES. Yeah. You had some of those like scrolling fighters or whatever, but this was the true like you could battle your friends kind of thing and uh you could do it up with up to four people which was cool so it split the screen in fours for the first time ever but uh like the main storyline was great 
two. And I remember it took us forever. It took us forever to beat. Me me and uh, my buddy Paul would play this every day after school for at least three hours trying to beat this game. And we'd always get to St. Petersburg uh, statue, like graveyard or whatever. And we could never beat that level. And then one day we finally did. And it like it just everything fell into place after that. And when we finally beat the game, we were over the moon. But the the multiplayer aspect of it was the best because you would unlock crazy um, or uh, Game Shark would unlock crazy codes like Big Head Mode and uh, I really thought you were gonna say Big Head Mo <laughs> Big Head Mo <laughs> and, and uh, you could get it to where it would unlock level parts of the level that aren't actually playable but are still there in the game like they built it like you could go in it but. They never opened it up in the main game. Mm -hmm. Like it was, it was a lot of fun stuff. So that was my first like invite all my friends over to play kind of game, you know? Yeah. And I needed that as a kid. Yeah. <laughs> That's fair. You got another game that you liked on the 64? Mm-mm. No? No. Was it really just Star Fox that you remember so, mostly? Well, Mario? Star, yeah, Star Fox and Mario. And that is because I'm sitting here as you're talking and I'm thinking like, those are the only games that my family bought. Really? Yeah. So they bought the console. And really, I want to say that those two games came with the console when the they Mario, bought it. Mario did. Um, Star Fox didn't. Okay. But Star Fox did come with the Rumble Pack. Yeah. So when you bought the Rumble Pack. It yeah. Was, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so I remember it being a Christmas gift one year. And so I don't think that they bought anything <laughs> for us after that. And whenever we played GoldenEye or my dad played GoldenEye, I'm pretty certain he got it from Blockbuster. Blockbuster rented, yeah. Yeah. Um, that's one of the things we could talk about, Blockbuster Video. Blockbuster Video. <laughs> wow, what a difference. <laughs> I mean, they, they had a unique smell. They did. But it was a pleasant smell. Like it was it, a... The it smell was, of childhood. It really was. That and skating rinks. Blockbuster and yeah. skating rink. Oh, that gosh. is the smell of our childhood. Dude. Yeah. Going to the skating rink. Uh-huh. That was a that was a once a month trip for me as a kid, I remember. Yeah. Uh but I also remember when everyone started switching to doing inline skates. And I had I have weak ankles. Yeah. So I couldn't do inline skates. So yeah. I, I got left behind by everybody because they were all like, inline skates let you go faster. So it was all about speed for them. Yeah. I'm just like, oh, doo -doo -doo -doo. <laughs> <laughs> rolling around the thing. Turn. Yeah. Turn backwards. That's <laughs> fair. I was only allowed to go to the roller rink. I think probably. Uh, there were a handful of times that my mom allowed me to go when it wasn't a church mm. group thing, when our church didn't rent out the roller rink right. so that the songs that they were playing were, all were only Christian, Christian music. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like I, um, I, I seriously would go there all the time. I would often go there just by myself in hopes of seeing friends there. But if yeah. not, that's fine. I'll play in the arcade. I'll play the Simpsons arcade game. And then I'll go skate for a while. Yeah. Um, did you ever get to run onto the uh, the skating arena in your socks? No. Oh, there's a weird feeling, but it's great. Like taking off. First, you take. it's after you've already skated because that's what really makes it feel weird. Okay. You take your skates off. Now you're walking on your normal feet, 
but you walk into the ring and it just gives you this weird kind of discombobulating, but in a fun way. Interesting. Feeling. Yeah. Interesting. But uh, I do remember in youth group, uh, our, our youth group rented out the, the skating rink here in, in our town here. Yeah. And uh, for that specific purpose of being able to play, mm-hmm. and I said, bring your, bring your own music. So I had this huge CD of music because I've always been the music guy. So I had this huge uh, that. thing of CDs that I bring them in. The first one I give him is POD's Satellite. And he puts that in and he puts it on random and he puts the boom comes on first. You know, boom. Mm-hmm. And it has the lyric, uh, the big SD, which is San Diego. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what it says. The dude at the counter thought it was the A word and he lost his mind. He said, I just said Christian music only. Wow. <laughs> I'm like, that's not a, he didn't cuss. Don't you love it? When, I really try. I got to tell you, I really try as an adult not to be like that kind of adult. That's mm-hmm. like, cause, cause that was, I'm sure that was, Slightly humiliating. It was, yeah. Embarrassing. I'm like, okay, I'm sorry, just change it to Switchfoot yeah. or something. Yeah. <laughs> I really try hard not to be that kind of adult. Well, that was, I feel like when we were teenagers was when the shift was happening to where Christian rock and rap was accepted. Yes. By parents and adults. Like, it was uh, slowly yeah. happening. Yeah. Because yeah. I still remember in our youth group, we, we were going to a news, Newsboys concert and there were people out, Christians outside protesting. Yeah. Because it was rock music. Yeah. I'm so like, oh. Audio Adrenaline and Jars of Clay, Creed, like that's when. Creed wasn't a Christian band. Well, they were, they were Christian, but they were not Christian. Christ- well, there's only one Christian in the band, but they were, oh. they were Christian. He was the one that wrote the lyrics though. So <laughs> the lyrics were Christian-ish. Yeah. But. <laughs> Okay. Well. Anyway, Christian in, in I still I still put him in there. Okay. Um, even Carmen. We talked about Carmen. What a year ago. Even yeah. He had to. You want Ryan? He had to kind of tiptoe and. Because he did everything. He got he dipped yeah. his toe in a little bit of all the styles of music, which is kind of how I do my music. Uh, yeah. Quote unquote career (laughs) because music is fun and I like to experiment with different styles (laughs) and that's what he did. He did a little bit of everything. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. But I I do feel like it was our generation that kind of opened up the door to less Mm gospel-y Christian music. Yeah. It didn't all have to sound like the Gaither vocal band. Oh, praise God it didn't. (laughs) (laughs) That is an answer Uh, to prayer right there. And hence... LTN Radio. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so the there are two movies that I distinctly remember from my childhood watching ad nauseum over and over again, and one of them was Dumb and Dumber. Okay. I loved that movie as a kid. It was my favorite movie, and I didn't understand any of the sexual innuendo that was all throughout it, but the... Uh, <laughs> Petey's head fell off. <laughs> the bird. See, I can't, these kind of movies, these just dumb. Oh no, that's my favorite line still. But there was a dumb moment in the, like it was like a a, uh, montage of Lloyd or Harry or one of them. One of the Dumb and Dumber boys uh, getting to know the girl at the ski lodge they were at. And they were building a snowman and she hands him 
two pieces of coal and a carrot. Mm-hmm. And he makes, he's like, what do I do with this? And you turn back, the camera goes back to the girl and the girl turns around and looks up at the head and doesn't see it and looks down and he's made uh-huh. genitalia. <laughs> Me and my buddy Paul saw that for the first time uh, <laughs> at my house and we did not stop laughing for 30 minutes. I'm sure. We could not contain ourselves. I'm sure. How funny we found that. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> even though it was completely childish and stupid, that's one of my favorite childhood memories because that's the first time I remember getting in that mode where it was so funny you cannot calm down. That's fair. You know? Yeah. That's so good. That's fair. But the other one was Mortal Kombat. You know, I don't think I've ever seen that movie. The original one? It's mm-hmm. so bad that it's good. That's... Like, okay. it is It is such a corny, poorly affected kind of <laughs> bad acting, <laughs> but it is such a good movie. <laughs> Do you know, I feel like that is... In a lot of ways, a lot of movies of the 90s. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I would agree with that. Yeah. Just terrible, <laughs> but brilliant. And uh, the second one came out, Mortal Kombat Annihilation. The second one came out, and I went to the movie theater by myself because I called my friend Paul and said, hey, do you want to go see this movie? He said, I can't. I can't do it this afternoon. I was like, okay, I'm just going to go see it. So my mom took me to go see it, and I'm sitting there in the theater, and I get out of theater. I'm walking out of theater, and I see my mom and my friend Paul. And she said, yeah, he called like an hour into the movie and said that he could see it after all. And so I said, okay, I'll just take you up there and y'all can, y'all can watch the next showing. And so I sat and watched it again. I watched Mortal Kombat Annihilation twice in a row Wow! in theaters. And it was also one of the coolest things that ever happened to me. You got a cool mom. <laughs> I, I had a arguably too lenient mother when I was a child. Yes. Because yeah. I was the baby. When I was a baby. I got everything I wanted. <laughs> and now my mom so bu- many things my, are answered. <laughs> my mom bought me tickets to go see Scary Movie when it first came out because I it was rated R and I was uh, not an adult. And not only did she buy me tickets, she bought me and I think Bubba and a couple other of our friends tickets too without asking any of their parents. And the guy behind the counter is like, well, it has some nudity in it. And and uh, and a little bit of cursing. And my mom's like, ah, I think that's okay. I think they can handle it. And so, like, we're all excited. Like, it's got nudity in it? What? And so we get in there, and it's male nudity. <laughs> I'm like, oh, man. I don't want to see that. That's, that's what you get. Awful. That it's is a terrible movie, get. by the way. Don't go watch that. Yeah. <laughs> but again, another, like, Scream. That's like... Oh, man. I love yeah. the Scream trilogy. Oh, my gosh. I even like the new ones that have come out in the last couple of years. Yeah. Oh, they're not, they're not so bad. So good. So I, good. You want to know my favorite childhood movie? Hmm. Hands down. I shouldn't say hands down. Richie Rich. What? <laughs> <laughs> I still, to this day, will watch it, and I'm like, this is such a great Richie movie. Who starred in that? Uh, Macaulay Culkin. Was it Macaulay Culkin? Yeah. Okay, I was going to say that, but that didn't sound right. Yeah. Macaulay Culkin. I'm not sure I've seen that movie. <gasps> Matt. Okay, hold on. Now I'm questioning whether or not it was Macaulay Culkin. <laughs> I've got to be sure, because if it wasn't Macaulay Culkin, it was another blonde-headed kid, and I can't remember any other blonde-headed kid from... Uh, Richie Rich, 1994 film. 
94. Yeah, that's Macaulay Culkin. Yeah, sure is. Yeah. Well, you know. I'm certain I've seen that movie, oh, but I don't remember. Oh, it's such a good movie. I don't remember anything about it, though. Oh, it's so good. They made it's a so Netflix good. version? Yeah. Did yeah. you watch it? No. <laughs> <laughs> don't lie to me. No, I didn't. <laughs> I think my children have watched it. Yeah. But it's just wow. like Home Alone 3. Like, no. Yeah. Home Alone 1 have you and seen Home the Alone new, Have you seen the trailer for the new Home Alone? No. <laughs> I'm going to make you watch it before you leave today. Oh, my God. Great. Great. It's weird. <laughs> and it's in the same universe as the first Home Alone. Great. <laughs> uh, uh, we were talking about music. Let me sneak this one in because I have it on my list. The Wow music albums. Yeah. But the original ones before they started copying the Now music albums. Like, do you remember what they looked like? No. Well, I remember... So they used to have like Wow Worship and Wow. No, even before that, before that, there for for the first five years, it was just Wow 1996, Wow 1997, Wow 1998, and they. This was my first experience with uh, with Christian music mm-hmm. in many different forms, and that's what we talked about. So yeah, this is, I remember those. I guess they did have Wow Gospel also. I do apologize. They had Wow Gospel in 1998, um, but yeah, the, these original ones. This 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 was the first one. Wow, 1996. Um, and so these were these were my can, go-to can, albums. Can you figure out what songs are on there? So there is. Um, oh oh man. shoot! It doesn't have it on here. This is really gonna throw me. I know that my favorite song on there was "Home Run" by Jeff Moore in the distance. Nope, didn't know that one. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it doesn't have it here. What, what song are you specifically looking for? I don't know. I'm just... I don't know. I don't know. I, don't know. I, I just... Oh, here we go. Okay, so... Cry for Love, Children of the World, Heaven in the Real World, God is in Control. God is in Control. Ba, 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 ba. Twyla Paris. Do you remember? Shoot, mm-hmm. man. Uh, Count it all joy. Stand. I wish we'd be. I wish. I wish we'd all be ready. Oh, that was the unreleased DC <gasps> Talk song that was only on this album. Really? Wish we'd all been ready. A live performance of Larry Norman's song. The Great Divide. Point yeah. of Grace. actually gonna sing it but whatever i just ruined love it. and other mysteries go light your world go light your world yeah, oh my there. gosh <laughs> no doubt by petra was on there wow it's uh what else biggest part of me phil craigie's the uh true believers some some good ones but, okay, so this will take you back to, do you remember going to the music store? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yee. And picking out your track to sing. Oh, absolutely. Your special. Yeah. Christian stores started making that a big section, too. Yeah. A huge section of all these purple or orange tapes. Uh-huh. <laughs> yep. And eventually CDs. <laughs> and oh, they, yeah. Like the one in Lubbock had a booth. They had like two booths. That you could go in there and practice it. What? Yeah. That's cool. When they were tapes. Yeah. That's cool. No, it was 
really dope. Really yeah, dope stuff. I, I think for the longest time when I would do specials, it was all cassette. Mm-hmm. All mm-hmm. cassette. Oh, man. For a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gigapets versus Tamagotchi. Were you Tamagotchi. on a team? Tamagotchi. Tam- Tamagotchi. Tamagotchi. Were you on one of those teams? Tamagotchi. You're on Tamagotchi? Uh, you know, I think that I actually had one of both. Did you? Yeah. I killed I had, them both. Instantly. I had a Gigapet. I had a dog. Because uh, I thought, I don't want a blob. I want a dog. And so I had the dog, and I did kill it, for sure. Multiple times. Yeah. <laughs> I mean... It definitely did not set us up for properly taking care of anything. Why are you hungry every 30 minutes? (laughs) Yep. I definitely had one of both. One of the egg things. I had. Those were the Tamagotchis. Tamagotchis. You know, you can buy those right now, too. I was just about to say. I saw them at Big Five. Well, they came back like, (laughs) I want to say maybe four years ago, because my kids each got one at Christmas. Mm. And they were cool for all like a week. And then yeah. they were done. Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> it's too much work these days. Yeah, that's true. Too much work. Plus they got real animals to actually take care of. So, you know. <laughs> and then uh, my first glimpse into the the uh, depravity of the human soul. Yeah. The OJ Simpson trial. Yeah. The Ford Bronco in 1994 on the news. Mm-hmm. This was like kind of, kind of the birth of the 24 hour news cycle. Like this is, this is when everybody was like any update we're breaking in and we're telling you. Yeah. And it, and it didn't go on for as long as I remember it going on. It seemed like forever. It seemed like years yeah, <laughs> of but OJ it coverage. Um, but yeah, like it was just any time I turn on the TV, it didn't matter what channel except for Nickelodeon. It was all O.J. Simpson stuff. Nickelodeon. Stick Stickly. Stick Stickly. I'm Stick Stickly here. <laughs> New York City, New York State, State, 10108. Hey! <laughs> Every child across America that is in their now 30s mm-hmm. still knows the zip code for New York City. Um... Did you, uh, it was, uh, I want to say maybe a decade ago, Nickelodeon started running the nineties are all that at night, uh, where they would used to wear when we were kids, they used to have Nick at night. Yeah. Like at the same time that that would normally come on about a decade ago, they started running the nineties are all that. And it was hosted by Stick Stickly. <gasps> what? It was great. They I were just every that. night, every night was a different marathon of either Rugrats, Hey Arnold, all that, or Keenan and Kel. Oh man. And it was so good. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, or Adventures of Pete and Pete, I think, was the other one. Pete They and did Pete. one every weekday. Yeah. Adventures of Pete and Pete's. Salute Your Shorts, which still freaking holds up. It's uh, so good Clarissa still. explains it all. Oh, man. What was the one, the girl who turned into slime? The Adventures of Alex Mack. Yes. Uh, and it wasn't slime. Well, whatever. It was metallic goop. <laughs> I'm so sorry. But she could also move things with her mind. Yes. She would do her chores. Yeah. Sitting in a chair, waving her fingers around uh-huh. like Wanda. We all, we all wished we were her. <laughs> hey, dude. Hey, dude. Roundhouse. That was the, the skit show where they were in a big, like stage area and everything was made of what looked like cardboard all their props and sets and everything i don't think i watched that you remember that i loved roundhouse roundhouse was fun uh i did watch mad tv mad tv that was a different thing 
That was a Nickelodeon. No, it wasn't Nickelodeon. It was Fox. (laughs) It was Fox. Man, you're so I didn't watch Mad. I watched In Living Color. Oh, I watched In Living Color. Oh, what's the other one? What's the other one? Uh, Different World? Different World. It's a different world. Yeah. Then where we come from. It had Queen Latifah. Was Ah, it a sketch show? No. No. Mm -mm. Because In Living Color was a sketch show. Oh, was it? Yeah. It, had, it was it where Jim Carrey got show. his start. It was Jim Carrey and then most of like the, the more famous black act, comedian actors yeah. at the time, like all the Waynes brothers. Right. Uh, K- 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 David Allen Greer. Yeah. All them. Okay. All them. All and then them. Jim Carrey, the one white guy. Yeah, the, the token, token white, white guy. guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. A different world. <laughs> Uh, what was the, what was the one with, um, oh, shoot, 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 shoot. (laughs) Oh man. I don't remember the name. It's going to kill me. It's going to kill me. (laughs) And there's no way that I can explain it other than the fact that Phoebe, I just spit, sorry, Phoebe on friends, Uh her twin sister's role, Ursula came about from mad about you mad about you thank you thank you thank you for getting there (laughs) tell me why you love me like you do tell me who stop my heart as much as you let's take take each other's hand and jump into the final frontier frontier. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. mad about you loved it actually i just watched that the other day i watched the pilot episode of that like three nights ago yeah it's a really good show it's really good but that one that one though that was the first sitcom that started getting me emotionally really because they went through that whole bit toward the like fourth season where they thought about getting divorced and stuff i'm like oh this is killing me yeah (laughs) this is the show i go to for humor and i am dying right Matt. TGIF. Thank God it's Friday. Oh my goodness. Sister, sister. Sister, sister. Family matters. Fresh yep. Prince. Mm-hmm. Wow. Jeez. I know. We had really good, really good <laughs> movies, really good music, really good television. I feel like probably the best. So this whole time I've been waiting to bring up Channel One News. Channel One News. We tried really hard to get our class as the like the opening group that gets to yeah announce it's channel one news yeah. every episode we we even went into our auditorium and had students make the gigantic one logo yeah. in, this, in the seats and just couldn't get it done it was sad. so years ago when we were recording church announcements together mm-hmm. i had made a comment about how i have been doing this since middle school and you yeah. were like well you should be better at it then <laughs> um, so our middle school do you remember that <laughs> i do that was one of my best off the cuff responses it was um our middle school would have like a short three to five minute after channel one aired You'd have like a school. We had our own school news. Yeah. And I was one of the news broadcasters. Yeah. See, Bubba and I got to do that for our senior year. Yeah. We got to actually our last two years, but the senior year, we actually had free reign to really do what we wanted. Um, And so we would do the same thing, but it would just be once a week. So on Fridays, we would put together all week. We'd spend an entire class putting together this show. And uh, 
it was really fun. Yeah. <laughs> really fun stuff. But we did, we did dumb stuff and, uh, they were cool with it because it made everybody laugh and all yeah. the students were paying attention. The last episode I remember, uh, like the very last episode was, um, we were trying to get an interview with our principal, Andy Sweet, because this was his last year. Mm-hmm. And we're like, we, we got to sit him down and just, you know, ask him a couple questions. And he was booked busy the entire week. We could not get in to see him. So what we did instead was try and find him places. And everywhere we go, we would, you know, get a teacher or somebody and they'd say something about it. Yeah. And then, you know, at the end, we're like, oh, we finally got Mr. Sweet. And we had a black and white printed out picture of his face with a mouth cut out. <laughs> Our anchor stick his big lips through the thing. So, um, what do I like about this school? Well, uh, I can't do this, Matt. I'm sorry. <laughs> it was the best thing ever. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, I loved it so much. Yeah. We could probably talk for for hours yeah, about this. I'm sure. Um, <laughs> but we're going to pause right here for now. This week is all about nostalgia. Tomorrow, we're going to talk about what the world looked like in the 90s. Stick around. We'll be right back with a Twitter poll and to close out the show. We here at Love Thy Nerd emphasize intentional community. Join our Facebook group by searching for Love Thy Nerd Community. And if you not only like us, but you like, like us, like us, you should join our Discord server at lovethynerd.com slash Discord and jump in on some of our game night streams. Bottom line, we want to hang out with you. Come join us. Welcome back to the Back Row Morning Show and things are winding down for the day. And we wanted to know, which of these N64 Switch online launch titles was your favorite in the 90s? It's, wow, hard, to make, it's hard to make that clarifying. <laughs> so, yeah. so uh, N64 Switch online launched with several titles and four of the big ones. Super Mario 64, Zelda Ocarina of Time, Star Fox 64, Mario Kart 64. Number one was... Zelda. Zelda, which I have never played Really? I've never played Ocarina of Time, but you better believe I'll be playing it now. <laughs> Mainly because one of my favorite features about the Switch Online uh, subscription services is that every game has the ability to pause and rewind what? <laughs> past the mistake you just made <laughs> and start over from that point wow. for like several minutes. Okay. <laughs> I mean, that like, I might actually beat Mario. this game. That's how I beat Super Mario Brothers 3, which I've never beaten because I could never get past that, those stupid levels at the end with all the tanks and the bombs mm -hmm. going every freaking direction. Yeah. I could never beat it as a kid. Never. Finally could beat it as an adult because I cheated. But yeah. I don't care because I got to fight the final <laughs> boss. <laughs> Wow. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I get it. I get it. It was very popular. I remember. I remember like uh, businesses were, it was like instrument businesses were getting in on the big hype because they were selling their own ocarina flutes or ocarina, hey, ocarina uh, <laughs> flutes. I would see those ads. Those are like the first ads I remember online uh, when I was a kid. Ads for ocarina flutes that you could buy. They look like little sweet potatoes. You are speaking a language I know nothing about. <laughs> Which is sad because, you know, 
Chris was a, a big Zelda. Chris was big in the Zelda uh-huh. one, yeah. Yeah. yeah Star most Fox. Of his, his passwords have something with Link. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, internet, there you go. All right. Start working on them. Nope. Uh, Super Mario 64 and Star Fox 64 both came in tied for last with Mario Kart 64 coming in second place. Wow. I loved Mario Kart 64. I did too. Hands down, I think it was the best <laughs> Mario ever. Okay, so well, I've told you this story before, but I've remembered new elements to it, which are weird. And so I, I just want to share it again. Okay. Uh, so Mario Kart 64 came out that week, and I tried to get a copy of it on a Friday night okay. from Blockbuster. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Came. They didn't have any copies of it. Of I course. I said, when is one supposed to be returned? They said, today. And the return time, you know, is like 5 p.m. Mm-hmm. They're like, okay, if I give you my number, can you call me? Yes. Well, my mom and I went, and we got like dinner somewhere, and it was like 6.30 I called back like, did that Mario Kart game come in? It's not here yet. I'm sorry. We will call you if it comes in. Okay. And then we went to a guy who was doing a a stunt where he was buried alive mm-hmm. in a glass coffin. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, we just stood there and stared at him with a bunch of other people for like 30 minutes. You've told me this part of the story. Did I really? Yeah. I didn't, I didn't think I remembered it. Yeah. Um, but it was very weird. And, uh, then it was like nine o'clock and we were already, we had just gotten home and they called and they called Yeah, and I begged my mom, please, we gotta go back and get it. They just got in. And so she said, fine. I got back in the car. I drove there, got it. But I was, it was already past my bedtime. So we got home. She said, you gotta go to bed. You can play in the morning. Can I please just play one level? I've waited all day. Fine. You can play one stupid level, but then you're going to bed. I played Donkey Kong Country's Road, and then I went to bed. Um, but it was, yeah, it was fun. You were so spoiled. I was. I was very spoiled. spoiled. I was a kid. very spoiled kid. You need to call your mom and thank there her. There were times where I was like at school and like I did. They didn't even have like school lunches. You know, it was just like you brought your own lunch. It's like peanut butter sandwich or whatever. I would call my mom like, I don't really want this. I want McDonald's. She's like, okay, I'll bring you McDonald's. <laughs> Very I, spoiled. This is, <laughs> it's times like this that I wish we were not radio, that we were always on air. <laughs> on video. <laughs> on video. Because if the rest of the world could have seen my massive eye roll that I just gave you. <laughs> Look, I mean, this was not a good thing. <laughs> it really messed me up See? for many See? years. See, and this is nostalgia. It and is, you're right? looking back and you're being honest. Okay. <laughs> Here you go, guys. Uh, <laughs> Mo, let's end with our verse for the day. Our verse for the day is Psalm 103:13. As a father shows compassion to his children, so the Lord shows compassion to those who fear him. And that's going to do it for our show today. Be sure to check out all of what we do online at lovethynerd.com. We got amazing articles on all things nerdy, as well as this show, LT and Radio, and our other podcasts and videos. And if you'd like to directly support our mission to become a financial partner with Love Thy Nerd, and specifically with LT and Radio, then please visit lovethynerd.com slash partner, and you can choose LT and Radio from the drop-down menu. Love Thy 
Nerd is a qualifying 501c3 nonprofit organization, and your gift is tax deductible. Remember that we air first exclusively on LTN Radio, LTNOnAir.com, every Monday through Thursday at 8 a.m. Eastern with an encore at 10 a.m. But if you miss a day or just can't catch the show live, find the Back Row Morning Show podcast version on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, etc. Subscribe, rate five stars, and leave a review. Do it, and we'll love you forever. We'll be back tomorrow morning. We hope you will, too. Once again, I'm Radio Matt. And I'm Mo. And remember, if nobody else tells you, we promise it's true. Jesus Jesus loves loves you, nerd. nerd.